Welcome to Oversharing with the Overbees. I'm Joe. And I'm Matt. And each week you can tune in to hear us respond to your voicemails, go in depth on our lives as content creators, and hopefully leave you feeling even better than we found you. With that being said, let's get to Oversharing. I'm wearing a shrug. Shrug life. I know. I, <laughs> I made me laugh. That was unintentional. <laughs> I love it. It yeah. makes me really, really happy. Looks good. I feel very cute. I feel very ballerina core. Mm-hmm. I want more colors. Yeah. But... Well, the shrugs themselves aren't that expensive, but I want the matching fits. I really... Sure. Okay, so backstory to anybody watching. If you've watched my TikTok at all, you've seen me in these outfits. But I went on that girl's trip a couple weeks ago, and on that trip was Chloe Bounds. If you've never seen her content or her husband Addison's content, they are wonderful, both of them. Chloe always reps this brand called Vitality out of Colorado, and it is a fitness brand. And I ordered <laughs> a cart full of things. Okay, I got one full outfit and yeah. a pair of leggings. I wanted to get a jacket and a bra too, but they were both out of stock by the time my I did it during a launch. Anyway, I'm going on too much about this. I am obsessed. I really want to try their bodysuit, like the all one piece. But the bodysuits I have right now, I don't wear that often because I feel like they don't have uh, much coverage through the core. And I like to have some like... Core coverage. Yeah. After having a couple kids, I I don't even know if that's it, if it's the having the kids or what it is. But I like to have some compression at my core. But I don't know that there's don't, just the few that I own. I have a couple from Girlfriend Collective that I really like to wear when I'm pregnant. Like I wore them with mm-hmm. my pregnancy with Rory a ton. Why'd you wear them? Because they're very comfortable. Got it. Yeah. Okay. They're they're very comfortable and I like the way they look, but when I wear them not pregnant, I feel like I'm extra aware of how it fits my middle. Okay. Too much compression? Not enough? Not what enough. are we talking? Got it. Okay. Like there's really none. Okay. Just shapes with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, this is not something I can actually even really relate to, but... You can try it on and you'll know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. We're roughly... Like, we can generally wear the same thing. Your waist is a lot smaller than mine. But yeah, but other I, than that... I was able to wear this when I was pregnant, so it should be fine. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll see. Maybe the next podcast I'll I'm, do in... <laughs> you'll look like you're in a wrestling uh Well, from the waist uniform. down, you can't see me anyway. Yeah, well, then and the thing I was going to say I'm concerned about is your torso. Well, I didn't know if I was wearing the, the tops. It No, it's one piece. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. No, no I, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Sorry, I was, I mean, clearly I've been paying close attention. I, like, to, I want to get one of the onesies from Vitality. Yeah. Like one of the long ones because a couple, well, Chloe had one while we were there and then Anna Lee, who is also on the trip, if you don't follow her, Anna Lee Grace 15, who's absolutely amazing. She got one of the onesies uh, from the launch, like ordered it, and she sent us a picture of it, like on her, mm-hmm. and she looked insane. And it could just be that she's really hot. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the problem I always run into. I'm like, are these people just really hot or are the clothes really good and they're hot? I mean, that's the magic I don't know. Of- Influencing sometimes. Sometimes well, it's just really hot people. And that's why I was worried because like Chloe's obviously really hot and has an absolute banging bod. Like <laughs> she looks incredible. Obviously she started out doing fitness and all that. Uh-huh. Um, 
And so I was nervous getting the stuff in. I was like, am I going to put this on and be like, oh, I don't actually like it that much. I was hoping I would look like I went to the gym. Uh, but I don't. I really like it. And I'm very happy. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. Sorry that I went on for 100 years about that. No, I think that's the perfect intro. That's very on brand for us. Just whatever strikes your mind as the camera turns on. Big so, facts. Big good. facts. It's good. So, well, we're back this week. Yes. Uh, took a slight hiatus. An un- unexpected hiatus. An unplanned hiatus. Uh, yeah, we didn't have a lot of time to record last week. We had one recording window, and uh, on the day we had our recording that's, window. Actually, that's not true. Okay. We had two recording windows. Okay. Uh, and I'd just like it to be known that glass got delivered unexpectedly during one of them. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Okay. You're right. We had two recording windows. Which is not very many. No. No. Not when you have the chaos of kids and everything. And anyway, so the recording window we were going to use, um, I, uh, we started, Yeah, we tried, we I had tried. a beautiful intro. I don't remember what I talked about, but I was on, I was nailing it. You guys would have been so entertained last week. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you just wanted to hear her talk, it would have been the podcast for you. Cause I, uh, had, had a mental health breakdown. I think it was, uh, not ideal. Wasn't wasn't able to talk a whole lot. You were like talking, 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 throw to Matt. And I was like, uh, I, I, I was chit-chatting. And then I asked Matt to update you guys. I was like, so what do you have <laughs> to say this week? And it was it was literally like, you, re, it, you know what it reminded me of? What? When you proposed to me. <laughs> you know how I rebooted? Uh-huh. That, okay, you. I was like. No, no, no. Okay. Not when you, not. Okay. You're sure. right. I understand where you mm-hmm. got that confused. Not how you were when you proposed, how I was when you proposed, when my whole brain like rebooted and you weren't sure if there was anybody behind my eyes. Yeah. Except for I was like happy reboot. You were like panic reboot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a big therapy day. So I hadn't uh, quite processed everything through the day. So when I sat down in front of a microphone and tried to talk, it didn't work so good. Um, and I was honestly really caught off guard <laughs> because I didn't know it had been such a big therapy day for you. Yeah. Well, I didn't really know either till I tried to talk about <laughs> whatever. And I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't do it. So, you know, had to take a slight mental breakdown and then the next day was good. Every day is a new day. That's kind of how my brain works, but that day wasn't my day. So. And, but we're back and better than ever, and we will not be missing yeah. any more days uh, until we do our slight rebrand, our mini our rebrand. Our mini rebrand? Yeah. Sure. We asked you guys your feedback on Instagram stories. If you don't follow us over on Oversharing's Instagram, definitely go do that. Uh, my goal is to be sharing more clips and things like that from the episodes in the coming months. And... Uh, I ask a lot of questions on stories for feedback, and I also let you guys know if for some reason an episode won't be going up or if something's going to be late or if we're having technical difficulties. That's how we communicate all of that to you all. Uh, And I asked you guys, Matt and I have been for the last, I would say almost year now, talking about doing a rebrand of the podcast. We've talked about renaming it. We've talked about kind of just redoing all of the forward-facing pieces of the podcast. Yeah. And I brought that to y'all's attention for the first time on the stories last week and everybody went, "Um, absolutely <laughs> not. 
you guys like the name oversharing. And so the feedback was abundant and very clear and very unanimous. So we are not going to change the name. Name's going to stay the same. We probably still are going to work on a new cover and kind of a, a refresh on everything. Uh, intro, I think it's going to stay the same, but I think we're going to kind of work in some new segments. Um, bad uh, Dad, Mean Mom is going to be back on a weekly basis because that was something that you guys communicated you really wanted to see more of. Uh, Greg's Read of the Week is not going anywhere, <laughs> but we are going to pull it back to three articles a week uh, because everybody told me that if we get rid of Greg's, Greg's Reads, that they would just stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> but then there were like two people who relentlessly DM'd me and were like, Greg's Reads of the Week gives me so much anxiety. It tanks my my day. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I get it sometimes. Yeah. They were like, we love Greg. Greg stresses us out. <laughs> uh-huh. Which is kind of the bit. Yeah, but. it is. So we're going to do three articles a week from Greg, uh, and we'll try to keep those as low anxiety as possible. <laughs> no, I think we got to keep them on brand. I think you're the right. anxiety is kind of part of it. It is. It is. I agree. Uh, and then we will be continuing Word of the Week. And then you guys also had some new segments that you were hoping to see us work in. Ooh. And we let you know that we also are going to be having guests on the podcast. And I actually was really surprised to hear the feedback on guests on the podcast was okay. 50-50. Really? Yeah. People are very concerned about us having guests on the podcast. <laughs> Why is that? Because apparently they don't like, uh, they feel like people who interview, like podcasts that turn into interview podcasts uh-huh. end up not having the same like relaxed flow and it not being the same kind of vibe. Got it. Oh, I can see that. I can definitely see that. If your whole thing is interviews, one, that means you got to line up a lot of interviews, which we're not going to be able to pull off. So don't worry about that. We can't actually line up like 35 interviews. I hate when Matt tells me I can't do something. And you know what else I hate is when he does it publicly. And so now in my brain, all I want to do is prove to you because that's We're going to end up doing two episodes a week. And one's going to be interviews. One's just going to be us. No, we're not. No. But we're not you doing You can't a do it. No. But like, why are you saying that? You no, could, I was just you saying. You could just say we're not going to do that. Yeah. I just, oh, I, we're not instead of we, we can't. can't. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Got it. That was never the goal. No, no, that was not the goal. No, I can definitely see that though, that if you do a lot of interviews that it can kind of just become formulaic in terms of like, you're talking to other people and just aggregating their stories and their conversations. Right. But I think the goal would be that we just have conversations with people we like. A hundred percent. Keep it um, as conversational as possible. We, I don't know that we're great interviewer interviewers anyway. Well, we want to have content creator friends on. So we want to have friends that do what we do, but we also would like to have some people from our real life in uh, <laughs> and on the podcast, like JC and yeah. my parents. And, that could be interesting. Uh, some of the people that you guys have asked to meet, you know, on the mic instead of just through our stories. Yeah. And so a blend of that. And I think that when we have guests on the podcast, the goal is still to have it be conversational, fun, and really get into some of the conversations that maybe you don't get to hear content creators that you follow have. Because there's a lot of it that we just, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense unless you can have more context. And so it's it's more about filling that out. But yeah, I, again, I don't know that we have a, a traditional interview style anyway. So it's going to no. probably be more conversational just in general. For sure. But anyway, I just wanted to give a little bit of that information on the podcast also, 
because I know I put it on stories and I had a couple of people DM me this week that clearly don't follow the podcast Instagram that were like, no episode, no episode. And there also hasn't been episodes in middle ground because yeah. Caroline's been traveling. Uh, and yeah, anyway. Yeah. I mean, she's had a lot with her product launch. I'm telling you, man, that's been, uh, she's going a million miles an hour. I'm really proud of her. And I, I, wow. Yeah. It's, um, it's impressive. It really is impressive. And a lot. And it looks exhausting. Yeah. But I finally get to see her this week. So that'll be good. That'll be coming up. Um, anyway, give us a little update. Tell us about your last couple of weeks. Anything big you <laughs> want to fill everybody in, in other than the, uh, the therapy reboot. Yeah. My my mental meltdown one day. It was not a mental meltdown. No, it was just a little minor uh, reprocessing day. Yeah. Um, man, what else uh, What else been going on? I did take a... I got my gene testing for uh, psychotropic drugs is what it's for. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, anti-anxiety, anti-depressants, anti-psychotics, a uh, couple other things is what psychotropic drugs are. But anyway, my psych ordered that. And so it, what it also tests for is um, a couple different gene things that have to do with how you metabolize drugs and different vitamins and stuff. So um, one of them being murder gene um, mutation, which is just how well you process folic acid into, I forget if it's dopamine or serotonin or something your brain wants to like... <laughs> Um, be happy and functional. And so it's uh, a test to see how well you convert folic acid into whatever your brain wants. And people with uh, varying levels of mutation in that, you can either convert it just fine or you might not convert it very well or you may do a really bad job converting it, in which case you should supplement with whatever that step in the process makes, which in this case is L-methylfolate. So I'm mildly deformed in that aspect. So Deform- <laughs> Is that the word they use? Deformed? I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm somewhere in the middle, but now I know I should supplement my, my folic acid. That's interesting. So yeah, it was interesting. It's like a 30-page report that's kind of cool to read. So it's like, hey, don't take this. You can take this. And if you take this, you should expect to respond more or less with uh, standard dosing. Anytime I think about stuff like that, my brain explodes because it does not make sense to me that so many complicated processes are taking place at the same time in order to make me exist in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, no, your body's just like doing everything and all at once without you knowing. It's, it's very complicated. And like everything can go like wrong, but it's also really good at like figuring it out. But well, and also like the number one thing you can do is just drink water. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like drinking enough water helps a lot of stuff. Like everything. Yeah. Sleep and water and eating even just decently good foods. It will help a lot of stuff. So wild. Yeah. So take an extra folic acid. Actually, taking the the L methylfolate special folic acid wow. stuff. So, anyway, and it's I'm cool. still over here doing not a thing. Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Yeah, I, I bet there's folic acid in Fruit Loops. No, Maybe there's a not. little bit. I bet there's some. Maybe. <laughs> I doubt it. 
I doubt I'm getting anything that I need. Actually, this morning I might made myself a very well rounded yeah. breakfast. Yeah, you did a real breakfast today. Go it was me. Like a eggs and cottage cheese and like the avocado, whole, the whole deal. Yeah, Toast. healthy fats and proteins galore. Yeah, and carbs. Yeah, like I had it all. Yeah, the whole food pyramid. Yeah, but like the better one, not the old school one. That's just like eat four loaves of bread a day. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that we learned that. It was wild. Like every time you look at it now, it just gets crazier. It's like, hey, they don't teach that anymore, right? No, no. There, there's an updated one that has like that's vertical stripes and like not. It's not just like you should have bread with everything. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I think you should have bread with everything. <laughs> There's me who tries to have bread with nothing. Yeah. As little as possible. But yeah. Yeah. It's the opposite of the food pyramid, what I eat. I don't have any big updates. Yeah. I haven't done anything. I went on my trip and then I had a girl's slumber party to celebrate a friend's birthday. Yeah. I'd say that's the biggest thing that's happened to me in the last couple of weeks. Would highly recommend that if you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, and you want to be celebrated for your birthday, plan a slumber party. Yeah. They got everybody out of the house. Got everybody. Yeah. We got an Airbnb and eight of us hung out and it was awesome. Like truly so much fun. Yeah. No, it's been good. You've had a, uh, you've had a lot of like. I've been out to eat more in the last two weeks than I think the last five years combined. Really? That much? Not actually. Oh, I was going to say, like, I had been out to eat a lot. Yeah, you've had a lot of, you've been catching up with people. Yeah. Doing the thing. But I think it's been good. It's been really good for you to to get out and see people and do all this stuff. Well, I also feel like that's this time of year because from, correct me if I'm wrong, people listening, <laughs> let me know. But from pretty much after Halloween until January, you don't see anybody. Oh, because of holidays? Mm-hmm. It, it gets so absorbed in getting the house ready for Thanksgiving or getting ready to travel for Thanksgiving, resetting after Thanksgiving, giving, getting everything ready for Christmas, going to any kind of um, fundraisers or events or um, like the- Work parties. Work par- yeah, all of that. Friend in parties. December. See, I don't even feel like we go to that many friend parties during oh, that time Oh, we don't, of but year. some people do. Some people yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, other awesome. people have more friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Always can rely on Matt to just stroke no, your ego. I think we do just fine, but other people have more things to go to than us sometimes. Yeah, we have two kids too, if we anyway, need an excuse. Then come January, I feel like I always get a big influx of friends being like, hey, we put it off. Yeah. Like, let's get together now. And then I always overschedule myself. Yeah. Tail into January, people are like, hey, we've rebooted. We've taken a couple weeks to kind of decompress. And now we're ready to see people and do stuff again. So, but it's been really, um, no, I've been I've been happy for you getting out to see everybody. I think it's been something you've missed lately. It's the hardest part of content creation for me. Really? Yeah. I have very much considered the last year of going back to which I haven't been in a 9 to 5 since 2015. Yeah. But I have wondered if I should be going back to a nine to five. Matt thinks I would crumble. He doesn't think I'm capable of a nine to five. Um, but no, I, I don't know about that. I miss the team aspects of it. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. I just think um, you you really thrive being your own boss, and I don't know how well you'd have to really have a good boss in a nine to five environment, which you're not always in control of. So, um, 
I think you could do it. You, you really just miss coworkers having a, a team. Lot. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I, uh, I don't like working by myself and it was the main reason I wanted to get out of wedding photography. Uh, also the wedding industry had just taken a big shift in the last 10 years that I wasn't terribly on board with, but then content creation came along and I thought I was going to make Matt my coworker <laughs> and that hasn't necessarily, we do the podcast together. Yeah. I really yeah, enjoyed yeah. this part of things. Um, but a lot of stuff is still on my own and it's such a privilege. I don't know. I feel so silly talking about it because yeah. it's such a privilege to get to do what I do. But I think I'd also like to be doing something where I have a team. Yeah. You just miss the team aspect. I'm a team player. Yeah. I'm a, I loved a group project. Yeah. You're a, you're a social, social butterfly. You're not a work, but work you by know, yourself. And, and maybe people are going to come out of the woodworks to say I was the person that didn't do the work on the group project. <laughs> Um, but I never, I had very few group project experiences, like how people explain where it was all on one person to do everything and yeah, X, Y, Z. Like, I feel like in college I had pretty decent group project. I should ask Austin. That would be a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I have a buddy who, uh, one of my friends from college married one of Matt's best friends from college, uh, who's also now one of my very, yeah, very yeah, closest friends. friends. But, uh, Anyway, him and I had a lot of group projects together, and we yeah. still talk, so I should ask him. See yeah, if that he would remembers. be good to know. <laughs> Maybe he's going to be like, yeah, Joe, you were terrible. <laughs> like, that's why I love group projects. I'm trying to think of how I did group projects. Cause, um, did in, you have very many of them in engineering? Not a ton. We had some. There were definitely some. But, yeah, I, I was more of a, like, everybody do a part of a project and then come together. Not necessarily uh, let's all do it at the same time. Because I think it it was better for me to have a little bit of space to to think through my own thoughts, my own process. I wasn't the worst group project. I'm sure I was not the best, um, if for no other reason than I wanted to do stuff by myself. But that blows my mind that you wanted to do stuff by yourself. Well, I don't know. I there was just you know, sometimes I had a little bit of like I think this is how it should work. And so I wanted to do it that way. Okay. It it was fine as long as we were on the same page, but that didn't always happen. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, the the small group that I had, we tended to be on the same page. Now, but, what I will say is in my entrepreneurship class, I did run into the problem. I had a group project where I truly, <laughs> I came up with the concept of Kindle Unlimited. Oh, Yeah. That was my, this was 10 years ago. Kindle Unlimited did not exist at the time. Yeah. But that was what I was pitching uh, in our group project. Yeah. I'll never forget it. And we had to do a part where we like defended our concept and everything. And I don't, sorry, if you're listening to this and you were in my group and I'm remembering this so wrong, (laughs) I'm sorry. My memory is not the greatest. But what I do remember is getting up there and my group being so nervous about responding to questions and me just having the utmost confidence that I'm like, if there is nothing else on this planet that I can do, it is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Like I got this yeah, and I did. Yeah. 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 I also felt really like confident in the concept. Yeah. That always helps. But our professor was in like newspaper and journalism, like in Uh publishing and so he was like, "That'll it'll never stand. It'll never work. And I'm like, 
this is going to be out in the next 10 years in some capacity or another. Yeah. And we have Libby and we have Kindle Unlimited. Mm -hmm. Because what I said was it's the same concept as Spotify. Yeah. Spotify for books. Yeah. Which I mean, they even have books now. Well, audiobooks, but I, I wasn't. You were going strictly. Yes, ours was text. not audiobooks because Audible did exist then yes. already. Yeah. Um, in a Audible, very... but for eyes. Yes. Eidable. <laughs> anyway. That could have been the name. Eidable. Eidable. I don't think yeah. that that's very good. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Uh, uh, I anyway, think it's all right. I remember that group project. Yeah. You had a bunch of weird group projects, I feel like. Yeah, we were talking about some of them yeah. this weekend. I did. We I, So I went to business school for business, and uh, we also had this group project in our entrepreneurship course where small businesses around our area could sign up to get help from the college students, which uh-huh. still to me is the craziest Even concept. at the time, we were both like, this is weird. Like, why are they reaching out to kids who don't know anything, who only know stuff from, like, textbooks about how to make this work? Mm-hmm. Um, but they did. They did. And it was the, some of the ideas were good, I'm sure. A lot of it, I, some of it, I'm sure, was just people doing, like, analyses that they didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a little funny just as a concept to be like, hey, I have this operating business. I'm going to go talk to college kids about how to run it. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to pitch me ideas that may or may not be any good. But yeah, yeah, it was not my experience in engineering. Well, and you didn't get to pick what business you got. Like you just got <laughs> given a random business. Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, so, I think I have some insight into this. It was like, hey, what do you know about tires? Yeah, and Austin was my partner for that one. Yes. And so I remember we went to go <laughs> do this project and the person gave us a rundown on their business and Austin and I got in the car to leave and we were like, <laughs> I don't know how to help him. Like, like I don't understand the business we were like, I don't, to begin with. Yeah, like I don't, I don't I don't know how it works right now. <laughs> and I so I don't know how to make it better. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget that. That's so funny. Yeah. Um it's, oh. good. it's cool that you invented Kindle Unlimited though. <laughs> I mean, that's I, really cool. That's not what I was saying. No, no, that's good. I think that's what we should say. I was not saying that. Now, you know what? Your professor probably didn't you probably needed some backing on like an Amazon level to make Kindle Unlimited work. 100%. That's probably a big benefit to be able to operate when you're like, hey, yeah, he's uh, like, you're not going to really be able to get this off the ground as just an <laughs> independent entrepreneur. Which, I mean, there's an argument there that you mm-hmm. couldn't uh, source all of the rights to all of the books unless you already, you know, are a major player. But. But hey. the ideal was hey, there. The idea, you had it. You had it. I also, for me, my dad, since I was a little kid, is always like, he, he loves, as you guys know from listening to Greg's Reads of the Week, uh, he loves to pitch like just business <laughs> lore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's what it is. Business lore. Yeah. I like that. And from the time I was a kid, he's like, well, well, Joe, they're, they're innovators. There are imitators. And they're idiots. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like my entire business school, like when I had to come up with ideas, I was like, we're just going to imitate. Yeah. <laughs> I was never innovating. No, that works. I still don't like... What's funny is I feel like like Spotify 4X is a pitch that a lot of people have had for a lot of different things. hundred yeah. percent. It's like kind of a generic... Like, <laughs> it is an imitation. Spotify, but for boats. Yeah. And you're like, what? But that's totally like a pitch that's been made. <laughs> 
up for boats. Yeah. I'm dying. I like that it isn't a digital product no, no, no. at all. But like totally, that, that's I think just kind of a phrase but, that people do because they're like, hey, I don't know how Spotify works, but we're going to do that for <laughs> okay. something. I'd like to defend myself a little bit because you're no, making books me are feel total, no. a little stupid. No, no, no. This you, was also 10 years ago. Yeah. A little longer than 10 years ago, and it was pre like subscription boom. Yeah. So it was just when, like, it was pre all the subscription boxes being a thing, all yeah. the, you know. Yeah. Spotify, I feel like, was barely. Spotify was early. Yeah. It only been a I handful of years. I joined Spotify my freshman year of college. Yeah. I think it was tail end of high school for me. Yeah. And so wild. Anyway, um, yeah, I've always after my dad taught me the they're innovators, they're imitators, and they're idiots. Uh, I've always just decided <laughs> I want to be an imitator. Yeah. I have no interest in being an innovator. <laughs> no, that's that sounds exhausting. It does yeah? So you oscillate between imitator and idiot. Is that hundred percent sweet spot? Yeah, yeah. Probably more idiot than <laughs> imitator, but she tries. No, that's good. It's good. Yeah, imitating is just. It's good to good to have a. a blueprint for what you're going to do. Well, yeah, it's taking something you've seen that was really innovative and doing your own spin on it. It's not actually recreating yeah. something entirely. It's not copying something, but it's taking a concept that already exists and making it better, making it better um, or different. Some, providing some kind of service with it that makes it different. Easier. And that's just a much more uh, yeah. doable yeah. Innovating is really hard without big financial backing too, I think. Yeah. Wouldn't you, you say? Need, yeah, you need some runway. Because like even if you are an innovator and you have really incredible product concept services, something like that, to get out in front of the right people, you have to know somebody or You gotta take risks, a lot yeah. of risks. That's what Shark Tank's about, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think no. No, I don't no. think. No. Okay. Well, I haven't watched it closely. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's innovating. A lot of times it's imitating. Well, no, no, no. It's not that the people there don't... I just don't think that that's the sh- what the show is about. Spotify, but for shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> now I just I can't stop thinking of like dumb I, things, I, but Spotify for. I don't know what for. that means. <laughs> Nobody does. But it's yeah. provocative. It gets the people going. Anyway, bad dad mean mom. Do you have oh, anything man. to bring to the table? Oh, I'm sure there's been some bad dad moments in the last couple of weeks. Um, man, I should have prepared myself for this. Do you have a mean mom? I was going to say mean mom forgot to send out birthday invitations oh, <laughs> for the birthday boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what mean mom did. Yeah, his birthdays. We still got a little. We got. We got a little bit. Five days. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just have It'll, to do it today. It'll be digital. Digital. It, well, it was going to be digital from the beginning. Yeah. It was never going into the mail. <laughs> I had planned to just have a little thing with just our family. How funny would it be to send it out via the mail now? <laughs> People are going to get it like the day before. It, or or the day of. The day of. They're like, oh, I guess it's today. Oh, the party's right now. Yes. We're an hour late. Uh, so that's Mean Mom hasn't done a good job planning a birthday party. And honestly, that's something I really struggle with feeling guilty about is because it event planning and hosting and doing all that stuff just does not come naturally to me. It is not innate to me. And my parents didn't really like my, my parents had birthday parties for me. Don't get me wrong, but birthdays were not 
major players. Wasn't they were it a not, hosted event? No. Like yeah. in my older years, we would get to pick where we went to dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, or and we would get a gift usually. Like, you know, it's not that we <laughs> we weren't celebrated at all. But I my sister's a big birthday party hostess and she goes all out. And I, I'd like to find a happy medium between those two because I really want our kids to feel like there is a day a year that is really about them and thought goes into it. That we're it's investing. Not, right. Like, it, it's not just we get to that day and we're like, all right, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But instead we're getting to that day and saying, hey, these are things we know you love. We prepared this, this, and this, you know, and like we really put thought into yeah. how we were going to celebrate you. Yeah, no, I think that's a great goal. And not to like, not to go way over the top with it either. And no. like you're king for a month or whatever, but just to show like, hey, it's about you. Although, happy to celebrate you. I, something I've been very adamant about with kids is if I can control it. I would prefer all of our kids have their own birth month. I don't know. What do you want me to do about it? No, that was, I've never heard that noise before. Okay. <laughs> like, Sorry. It's like a piano key. Anyway, all of your own birth months. If I can control it, I would love for all of our kids to have their own birth month. Like okay. nobody have birthdays in the same month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's not impossible. It's fairly, fairly doable. We'll I, see how it goes. So I, far, so far, so good. So far, so good. No, so far I, I don't know if that's weird, but yeah. I don't know. I liked that I know that each, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a weirdo. You like distinctive birthdays and all that. Yeah. I think that's fair. I don't think it's like crazy. I don't know that I totally understand it, but I'm, I'm down it's to It's probably not that important. It. Well, no, not probably. It's not like, <laughs> I don't know. Never mind. Yeah. Do you have a bad dad? Get out of here. Oh my goodness. I'm sure I do. I'm trying to think. Have I been perfect for two weeks? <laughs> Surely not. No, I definitely have not. Um, man. I was gone. Yeah, you were gone. Did anything crazy happen while I was gone that you're no, waiting to No, the kids are me? all, they're intact. Um, they got fed like most, probably all their meals. <laughs> I'm joking. They got fed all their meals. Um, well, guys, mean mom, bad dad. It's only mean mom. Dad's perfect. No. But I would like to note that dad doesn't feel any pressure about the birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> and dad also didn't plan the birthday party. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't feel bad about it. Ingrained misogyny at work. Is that what's happening? No? I, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. That's a girl's job. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrations, woman's job. Yeah, Thought, so celebrating woman's. your kids, that's not for, for dads. <laughs> okay, there's bad dad. Get that out of the way. I was, yeah, birthdays were not a big thing for me either, so it's not a natural natural inclination. We did a few things where, like, we would go out somewhere. Like, we're going to go to go-karts, and then you'd invite your handful of friends to go do that with you. But definitely was not a big uh, whole party. It was like, here's a cake. Here's a gift. Happy birthday. My friend, Brittany, growing up, not the friend that you guys hear me talk about all the time, um, a childhood friend, had the coolest birthday parties, and she always had two. 
Two birthday parties. Always. She had one for her church friends and one for her school friends. Oh. But I was her neighbor, so I got to go Whoa. to both. I was the Dang. only friend that went to both the church party and party the school party because she was a school. She was a grade above me. Yeah. In school, and every year they would do a different craft, kind of like what we do at the ornament party where you take a picture. And sure. I, I think mom and dad still have some of them, but like we would craft these little pots with little flowers, and then our face would be in the middle of the flower <laughs> or whatever it was. And I, like, I was like, oh, Brittany's mom, <laughs> this is so cool. Like, Brittany gets to have the coolest parties. Yeah. And it was really fun. You've always been an arts and crafts girly. I really have. I love yeah. a craft. Speaking of, how's Needlepoint going? Slow. <laughs> so slow. Guys, I, I'm, but I'm not discouraged. Have I seemed discouraged? No, you've been, you've been plugging along at it. It's just, it is very slow. Yeah. It's surprising how slow it is. <laughs> I just feel bad because I feel like I've been taking people along with my journey online. <laughs> and I really only have at most maybe an average of an an hour a night to work on it. I'm not doing it that way. I've been spending yeah. like twice a week where I do, like, like a, we watch a, a show hours, yeah. and I do a couple hours while Matt and I watch a show together. Mm-hmm. But I've been working on it for what, three weeks? Yeah, I bet you've got probably 10 hours into it at this point, you think? Do you think it's that many? I would many? say more. I, I would say it's probably closer to 15. You got a good chunk done last night because I, I moved it off the coffee table this morning because I got up with the kids and I was like, oh, we got to move this off the table before our... Baby. I'm like a third. Yeah. I'm a solid 33% through. That's what I was I was noticing because before yesterday, it was, it was I don't know, uh, an eighth of the way done. Like, I don't think all four of us are going to have stockings by Christmas. I, I yeah, we're, not, we're definitely not going to have them by Christmas. No. I'm curious which Christmas it would be. <laughs> um, like, how old would G be? She's well, two and a half now. Do you think by the time she's five? For sure, because okay. I'll, I'll do hers first. Like, I'll do them in birth order. Like, so I'll do G's, and then I'll do Rory's. And then hopefully by the time I finish those two, <laughs> we'll be having another one. Yeah, but I think I think to have it done on time, you may have to be doing it, like, you, once, if you get pregnant, like, well, needlepoint has to start then. But that's that's what people do. Okay, That's what I want to do. Tons of people that... It's I, like, like a pregnancy project? I, yeah. A lot okay. of people, when they're pregnant with that child, they create and do the needlepoint for that stocking. Okay. That makes some sense. Okay, right. I'm, I, I and can I see love it that. I'm like, okay, but I have some catching up to do. Yeah, for sure. But I was just like, but I also dang, would that is, really like to some... make them for friends, and I want to make them for us. And so I gotta, I gotta really. This is my new thing. Yeah, the needlepoint queen. Well, I don't want to be the needlepoint <laughs> queen. I just want it, it to be something I do. Sure. Here and there. Yeah. Well, you've got yeah. I mean, it is. It's very relaxing. Yeah, I it doesn't say seem that. stressful, but it is time-consuming. Yeah, it's very relaxing. I enjoy it. It keeps me off a screen, which is funny because I have been watching TV while I do it. You're not much of a TV watcher anyway. But I've been able to really participate in shows with you because yes. I'm not occupied. Yeah, you don't have your phone to look at. You're, you're doing needlepoint. Or, or my book or whatever yes, it is. Yeah, some other form of media. Because mm-hmm. you're not a multimedia viewing gal. No one is. And I stand by that. <laughs> no one okay. is. So, uh, okay. Do we want to do Greg's reads? Yeah, let's do some Greg's reads of the week. Greg's your dad. Reads he of reads the a week. lot of news. 
and he sends us articles, and then we rate those articles based on their title. You're just singing over me. Sorry. Jeez. I thought I was doing like a backtrack. Kind of. I don't know. We'll see how it comes out. Okay. I'm concerned that it may just be louder than what I'm doing, but... Look, I'm way softer. You can see it on the on the audio. Yeah, I'm the bottom one. I know. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I've studied over 200 kids. Here are six things kids with high emotional intelligence do every day. Mm, a three? Oh, really? Yeah. That I, doesn't give me any anxiety. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, I want my kid to have good emotional intelligence. And I don't know that I started with great emotional intelligence, so... Um, maybe projecting a little insecurity there. I didn't read the article. I, um, I think I peeked at it, but it was a while ago, right? Yesterday. Oh, no, just kidding. Different article then. Yeah, that's <laughs> not the one I looked at. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, celebrate winter in the wild with 15 photos of animals enjoying the snow. I mean, five out of five anxiety. This is the kind of article I love to receive. <laughs> I live for animals in the snow. It was a very cute collection. An animal snow listicle. Yeah. Yeah. From the Smithsonian? Yeah. Like, n- nothing could be better. They're so cute. They are cute. And there were ponies. Ponies in the snow, nothing nothing better. Oh, there's rain, reindeer or caribou. I think they're caribou. I don't know the difference very well. Fabulous. Fabulous. Great article, Dad. All right. And the last one for this week, chicken littles are ruining America. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> uh, um, I think because I don't understand it, it's going to be like a one out of five for me. Maybe a two out of five since they're ruining America I, and we live there. I think I don't know what Chicken Little means because I'm thinking of the movie. The sky movie. is falling. Oh. Yeah. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. I mean, no. it's a great article title, but it is. it's also like very silly. Yeah. N- no anxiety on that for me personally. But they're ruining America. No anxiety there. No, okay. not really. I I think that I think there's plenty of blame to go around. Okay. It's not just chicken littles. No. I I'd say that you got your your big bad wolves and your Yeah, that doesn't um, stress me out that much. Your tortoises and the hares and Because it also I think to be stressed about that, you have to not know that's happening. You know? Okay. And Fair. like I'm I'm not I'm no hater, but I'm no uh Well, I think we should blame it all on the chicken littles. Okay. So all you chicken littles out there, we don't know what it means, but you're ruining this country. Yeah. Got him. Got him. <laughs> we have all kinds of voicemails today. That's great. Voicemails. Get your voicemails. Voicemails. <laughs> I really, that's something I want to do with the rebrand is mm-hmm. I want to have a little music that goes in. And I know somebody was like, please never stop singing. And you know what? I probably won't. But. I still would but we like. We may it. add a little production. Yeah, we want a little production. We want a little flare, a little little glitter, a little sparkle. A little I think they got it a while ago. Kabang! A little <laughs> kaboom! A little wowza! Okay. All right, somebody ask a question. Hey, Joe and Matt. This is Kristen from Cincinnati. I love you guys so much. I think you're such an uplifting light, and I love your realness, your authenticity, um, and everything you guys bring to the podcast. So, thank you for all that you do. Um, I'm looking for a bit of advice, optimism, perhaps, uh, my long-term boyfriend, he and I were planning on getting engaged this year, 2024, him moving in, um, to the starter home that I bought in May of last year. And then he took a job opportunity. We agreed that he would take a job opportunity. It's five and a half hour drive away for the next 
calendar year. Um, so I'm looking for some reviewed tips of long distance relationships as well as some optimism of what I can pour myself into and use this time um, to do, learn more and grow because I feel a little adrift right now. Thank you so much. Bye. I loved long distance. Yeah, I always go back to this when people talk about it. And I think Matt and I are a little crazy because I love being with you too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like we have a lot of fun together, but (laughs) we really established when we were together, we, we made sure we're not big texters. I'll start with that. Like I know a lot of people who are long distance text back and forth about their day all long, like their day. I think that almost makes it their day all all day day long. long. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't get that out. Um, we did not do that. We like went to our respective jobs. We did our day. If something came up that like I wanted you to be like, sure. hey, I would call you or shoot you a text. But at night, we would always have a call before bed as long as neither of us had plans because sometimes you'd be going out sure. to do something or sometimes I'd be at a wedding yeah. or X, Y, Z, whatever. Um, so there were obviously exceptions, but we would mostly talk that evening but honestly, we would hold our most of our cards pretty close in looking forward to the time that we were going to get to spend together. So if it was we weren't going to see each other for three weeks, we would kind of hold everything close. And then those three days we got to spend together, we would really intentionally spend three days like catching up, talking about stuff and all of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I th- again... I think it's almost easier not to text all the time. Like you're kind of using your conversation ammo up throughout the day. If you're just like stream of consciousness talking about everything that happens to you that day. Whereas, you know, end of the day you can catch up and. Well, and when you think about it, when you live together, like if you guys were in the same place, I think there's something about long distance that gives us this idea. We need to be in communication all the time, but when you're together, you're still not together all day. No. Like we don't, we live in the same place, but it's not like when we're not together, we're texting and things like that. No. And so it's trying to treat it as normal as you can. As for things that you can pour yourself into, um, if you like to read, pick up books, spend some time, learn needlepoint. I was going to say needlepoint takes up a <laughs> boatload of time. Pick up some um, trash TV that your friends love and uh, convene on the phone and talk about it or do that with your uh, significant other. Like find a show and it doesn't mean that you guys have to watch it at the same time, but know that when you guys see each other, you're going to catch up about that season of Love Island or whatever it is that you were watching. Um, We did some of that when we were long distance and um, it's finding things to connect that aren't on a timetable, I think, because that gives both of you the space to exist within your own current environment while also prioritizing connecting. Yeah. No, it's a great time. Uh, it's a great time to work out a lot. It's a great time to like spend a lot of time with your friends, assuming they have you know the space to do that. And so, take advantage of the time and the space you have. It's uh, it's not ideal, I'm sure, but um, there's you, there will be a time that you miss having all of that space. And I know I've told that story of my sister talking to me, Yeah, uh, but I feel like I tell it every time something like this comes up, her saying to me when she had kids and I was single and alone and I was like, man, I'm just lonely and I feel lost and this and that. And her telling me how much I was going to miss that. And I really do. I use that reframing so often in situations in my life. You know, like last night we had a toddler in our bed who wanted to be 
snuggled up against me <laughs> attached all to night you. and yeah. wanted to like kick her legs literally like into me through the night and as i was laying there so tired <laughs> i'm like i just want to sleep i kind of had that moment where i'm like it's okay to feel tired and it's okay to feel frustration with this but also let's try to remember that 10 years from now and 20 years from now i'm going to miss these little moments so much and so I'm just going to embrace it and enjoy it the best that I can. And it is what it is. Maybe that's where the yawning's coming from. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. It's, it's, um, you, you've got a timeline, which is good. Like that's one of the, the important things too, is to have a idea of how long is this going to be. And so you can manage that expectation and, uh, just trust. That's the big part of it. It's yeah. just, Hey, we're on the same team. We've got a timeline. It'll work out. And so take advantage of the space. And you don't have to be together all the time to have a fantastic relationship. And I think, I don't know, I have just always had a lot of long distance relationships because my sisters never lived in the same state as me. Um, My best friend who I became best friends with while I was, like we've known each other since before, but we became like ride or die starting Mm -hmm. in like, late college for me. She lived in a different state and went to a different college than me. Um, we knew each other growing up and everything. Uh, my best friends from toddler through high school now live in different states and other sides of the country from me. And so I think I've just had to have a lot of practice in maintaining relationships, not in the physical presence. And obviously when we get to see one another, it's so wonderful. And I do have friends that are within my physical day to day and that's great too. Um, but I think it's something that just takes practice and you can have just as wonderful relationships with all the tools we have at our disposal now. Yeah. It's a lot harder to be codependent if you uh, live five and a half hours away. Or if you that's have codependency true. issues, it's a great time to work them out. Yeah, that's true. All right. Another one. Hi, Joe and Matt. I'm just going to preface by saying I'm going to be really sappy for a minute and then I'm going to have a random question for you guys at the end. Um, but I just wanted to give a shout out to Matt. I was listening to your guys' first podcast back after the Christmas break and I just really appreciated his honesty about how parenting doesn't always come natural for him. I think it's really tricky being a man and knowing how to parent sometimes because I don't think that's typically what's asked of men and not something you are kind of introduced to early in your life. I know for my dad, I was literally the first baby he had ever held and he he knows that it wasn't always super easy for him. But listening to you talk about reading with G and how important you know that's going to be for her, I just want you to know that it is. Coming from a girl whose dad may not have had every skill in the book but was always there he came to practice he read the books he watched spongebob with us like those moments are truly what count um and not to tell you guys how to parent but i just watch my dad and my brother and the conversations they're having where my dad is very honest being like it was hard but this is what i've learned and i think it's amazing that he's kind of passing that along to the next generation and i think your conversation will really help that um and then my question is if there was three things you would not bring to deserted island what would they be thanks bye are you crying (laughs) (laughs) trying not to oh it makes me cry too yeah that Um, is very sweet thank you she's so spot on though i i think that there 
I think that there is a huge miss on culture's part in raising men to be a part of things and yeah, emotionally available. I'm not blaming anybody for that. No. Uh, well, maybe I am. I'm definitely not blaming women. <laughs> no, no. I think um, they've tried for the but most part. I really am happy to see the way our generation is changing that. I think there's a huge shift. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, it's good to hear though. I do appreciate that. Um, Things that we would or wouldn't bring. Would not bring. To a um, desert island. Yeah. Would not bring to a desert island. Like that people commonly say, probably. <laughs> um, that's kind of hard. It is really hard. Uh, uh, uh. Laptop. Yeah, because you're not going to have internet or anything like that. Yeah. I honestly am inclined to not bring any tech. Yeah, no, I don't think anything anything with batteries Although, and no what's charger. what's funny is I think last time when we got asked this question of what we would bring, I was like, Kindle <laughs> um, and my... Solar charger. No, exactly. I yeah. think that's what I said. And then I was like, matches. Yeah. Inflatable boat. Um, See, I yeah, don't no. want to be stuck <laughs> in the ocean on an inflatable boat. You'd rather be on the island forever? Not forever, but I'm scared. Like, the thing is, if I go out in the boat, do uh-huh. I know where I am? No. Like, how far? Right. So I don't want to just go off. The ocean's not that big, right? <laughs> okay. You should be able to, like, just go in a straight yeah, line for a while. no problem. Uh, I don't know what else. That's hard. Sand. I, I wouldn't bring sand. I wouldn't okay. bring uh, rocks. I think those are going to be provided by the <laughs> island. Provided. <laughs> <laughs> the island provides. Yeah. Um, it giveth and taketh away. Um, I think a lot of people, would you bring like a flare? A flare? I mean, that's a good idea. I wouldn't have thought of it. Oh, okay. Now, if you're, you know, if you're limited by the number of things you can bring, you might have more immediate needs than a flare. Cause I feel like that's a one and done situation. I know. Yeah. I don't know. There's unlimited, a lot of things. An unlimited <laughs> flare. Yeah, we're just making stuff up now. The Spotify for Islands. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. No. I don't know. I don't think we answered that question great, but no. food for thought. That's hard. Yeah. Because I could I can say three things. I can be like, I wouldn't bring plants, I wouldn't bring lamps, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't bring, bring, bring chairs. Yeah. <laughs> like, like but I'm trying to be thoughtful about I was trying to think of things that people commonly say they're gonna bring mm-hmm. and why I wouldn't bring those things. Yeah matches but like i i don't know how to start fire as well so that would be I good know. i always think matches or i think that i'd i'm back to charging devices i want that electronic thing that does the little arc the little lighter oh, like, like oh got it that an electric lighter yeah but i want the battery to last for like a forever yeah, yeah. it's basically like a small taser is what those are i know it's fantastic yeah okay one more voicemail for today Hey guys, so my question for you is, do you guys always wear your wedding rings? If so, why? And if not, then why not? My husband hates wearing any kind of jewelry. And for some reason, it really bothers my dad that he doesn't wear a wedding ring. Um, 
At first, it kind of bothered me, but I just don't, I really don't feel like it's that big of a deal. I don't know. Like, I trust him. I don't feel like it's a make, or like a deal breaker that he doesn't wear it. Um, but, and he doesn't expect me to wear mine all the time either. So, I don't know. I just wanted to know what your guys' opinion on was with that. Bye. You don't wear your ring all the time. I was going to say, this is a great question for us because uh, what percentage of the time do you think I wear my ring? 50. You think? I don't sleep with it. Oh, okay. I'm talking about awake yeah. hours, I Got guess. Awake hours, you yeah. think it's 50%? Yeah, probably. I think it might be lower than that. Really? I take it off to work out, and a lot of times it won't go on until the next day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 50% or less, for yeah. sure. I forget to wear mine some, like, I don't, I usually sleep in mine, wear them all the time, but occasionally I will take them off if I'm doing like a self tan or something like that. Uh, and then I'll forget to put them on the next day. Yeah. If your wedding ring is the only thing keeping you honest in your relationship, there's a big problem here. Like if that's all you got, that this is not ideal. That's exactly what I was thinking about your dad, like it bothering him. I'm like, I don't know. I think it would bother me if I found out you were slipping it off when not around me as like a sne- Like you- I, I walked out the door with it on and then I took it off immediately just to be out in public without it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're being weird about it, <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. That's weird, you know? But that's more a behavior issue than not like the ring, the ring problem. Right. Yeah. What's funny is I actually like jewelry. I'd like to have more jewelry. I just don't wear my ring a lot. Yeah. I really want you to get a tattoo. So tattoos and jewelry, that's going to be my new... No, I want you to get like a a tattoo, not oh, necessarily a, tattoo a ring, ring, but like your ring tattooed. Yeah. You talked, when we first got married, you talked about doing I that. Did. And then you didn't find like a design that you super loved. Yeah. And so you never went, which is fine. Yeah. Like here nor there. I think they wear pretty hard too. Like they, they do. either require a lot of maintenance or they fade fast. Because yeah. going on your hand, especially in like a high use area, they don't, they don't last. They break down a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I, yeah, less than 50% of the time I'm wearing my ring. I wear mine most of the time, but I also have a tan line. Yeah. Like, yeah, you wear, you wear I have your rings a stack. A lot. So I have a tan line where even in the winter. Yeah. But where I don't, like, since I don't sleep in it, there's plenty of days where I don't put it on for a while. I all the time pick it up from places and I propose to you. You do. You do. The real problem with me not wearing it at night is that our toddler comes in. And she's like, look, look, I have this cool ring for you, dad. <laughs> Daddy's ring. Daddy and ring. It, it's okay if I'm there and she tries to give me the ring because I'm like, okay, cool. I'll put it on or can you put it back on the table? But there are times that she comes in and it's on the table and she'll bring it to me and it may or may not make it back to the nightstand. Like if I lose my ring, it's about 60, 40 that it may be our toddler have just placed it somewhere in the house. You would be really upset. I would be upset. Love, not with her. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. I meant just in general, like you love your ring. Yeah, no, I love my ring. It's great. But, um, yeah, it's not on my finger a lot, <laughs> which, <laughs> which sounds to weird to say. Funny but. that you want more jewelry. Cause I'm like, you don't wear the jewelry you have. Yeah. I would take it all off. I like it aesthetically though. Yeah. And I think more would be fun. I wear my jewelry all the time. Like I posted a picture from us being at Memphis in May after our wedding. Yeah. And if you look uh, at 
the photo, I'm wearing the exact jewelry I still wear. Yeah. Five years later, not a, I've added a couple things. Like I added a band. That's all I've added. I also ordered my new ring that's going to be coming in the next couple of weeks. And other than that, it's all the same jewelry. Yeah. You added your little ankle. I broke that off. Yeah. I'm still so sad about that. I had one of the permanent jewelry anklets and I had it for, I don't know, like five or six months. And then somebody said to me, she's like, oh, I'm jealous. I never get those because I always break mine off. And I was like, I've never had that problem. And literally four days later, I broke it off. Yeah. I was like, that was karma. Uh, No, I like the look. I like the look of jewelry. I just don't have I love anklets. I really do. I'm a big, I've always been into that. I like wrist jewelry too, but I don't have a lot of that either. We should get you some jewels, man. Jewel. (laughs) I like the idea of jewels. For our fifth anniversary, maybe I'll get you some rings. Rings. Yeah. What do you What are you vibing with? You want like a skull? I can now just think of like big jewels. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's really funny you know. To me. My grandfather growing up had a big old ruby ring that he wore yeah. uh, all the time. It was not real, <laughs> but uh, it, he always had it on. And then yeah. they had it made into a necklace for my grandmother when he passed. And mm-hmm. when my grandmother passed, I think my sister got it. That's cool. Um, but I always remember him wearing that. Yeah, no, I just Class think it'd be fun to... Class rings used to be like a thing. Yeah, did anyone actually... Very few people, I feel like, actually wore them, though. My dad had... I think it was really popular for, like, our parents' generation. To wear them around? Yeah. Like, out and about? Yeah, huh. not into... Not, like, in their 50s. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> like, that's not what I mean, but I think they wore them. Yeah. Maybe not. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, They were definitely but... losing popularity when we were in high school. Oh, for sure. Nobody even got a class ring. Yeah. Like, that was not a... Some people did, and then I feel like there was a lot of people that got them, and they're like, what am I going to do with this? There was there was just like an appeal to it, and then I was like, do I wear this around my high school? Do I wear this, like, what am I going to my job with this thing on? Especially for high school, not even college. I don't remember people getting them when I was in high school. Yeah. But people didn't have Letterman jackets when I was in high school either. Did you guys do Letterman jackets? <sighs> you could. Like, I'm kind of a, like, I was a varsity swimmer. Why didn't I have a Letterman jacket? Well, you had to buy them. I would be fine with that. Yeah. They're cool. I think Letterman jackets, like I would have liked to have one from my high school. Some people had them. I feel like, I feel like the only people I can think of who had them were maybe some of the football players, maybe wrestlers. I like, don't I don't remember. I didn't see a lot of them. I somebody red and from gray my high was school. Like a, like a bold color scheme. We were black and red. Yeah. It's a bold color scheme though to go like, stark red and black. I always thought Glendale. So I'm from Springfield, Missouri and I would have, like I grew up in Glendale district, but I went to central across town cause I was in the international baccalaureate program, but Glendale's colors was blue and red. And I always thought that was sick cause it was like baby blue. Yeah. They had, it was like, a baby blue. Their stuff was cute. <laughs> and then we had Kickapoo. Nobody wanted Kickapoo no, stuff. No, there was brown and gold. gold. Yeah. It yeah, was that horrible. Was, that was tough. Uh, and there, and the high school's name is Kickapoo. Yeah, that had there was a lot of. Uh, they owned it. I will say they did. Kickapoo students, they rolled but the with number it. of Good like for y'all. kick the poo shirts and like that other schools made. I'm sure was just off the charts. It yeah. was just low hanging fruit. It really, it really <laughs> was, and their colors just that's hilarious. yeah. The colors really added to it. So yeah, 
like Fayetteville High School here in Northwest Arkansas, mm-hmm. purple. Purple and that's so yeah. fun. Yeah, it's it's much cooler. Did we have? Because no, because Hillcrest was uh, green? orange. Oh no, no Parkview was green. Oh okay, and Hillcrest was uh, the Hornets. I don't know. I don't know either. We're really challenging me. My the the town or the this city. Is, this is local high school geography <laughs> for people listening to this podcast yeah. internationally. Well, <laughs> the city I grew up in had five public high schools. Oh yeah, and that's interesting to a lot of people because a lot of people grew up in small towns where their town only had like a high school. Other people listening grew up in like Dallas where they yeah, had eight hundred high schools. High schools. Yeah. So don't get me wrong, but people here are always like, "Wait, you had five? Well, it's kind of odd how few high schools there are for this area's size. In Northwest Arkansas? Yeah. yeah, There really is. Big. Very bizarre. For the area, anyway. Anyway. Well, on that note, we're happy to be back. Yeah. We missed y'all last week. Matt is... We're going to try and keep our mental faculties uh, (laughs) running, at least enough Uh, to podcast. Back and better than ever, baby. Taking this new, uh, you know, folic acid, maybe that'll fix everything. It's going to transform his life. Yeah, my brain will be operating... Better than ever. Full capacity. Yeah. We love it. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.